Today I'm going to share with you the Bible that every freelancer should follow. And this is going to be an interesting episode if you don't like your job, if you cannot find a job, or maybe you have problems to get money from the market, this is going to improve your life. And you know why I can tell you? Because most of the people, they make the same mistakes. So this is going to save you maybe five or 10 years of learning curve if you apply the wisdom to your life. Before starting, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, to me, inglesparacholos.com. And please spread the word. Tell the people to go to Uncle Balta on Spotify. So let's try to do this fast. The first big mistake is not having a clear offer. So what it means? First, when you don't explain what you do or when you have too many variants or too, way, too many ways to customize the service, what is going to end happening is that your potential customer, instead of buying you, he's going to bombard you with maybe 10 or 20 questions. The more time that he spends asking questions to you, two things will happen. Maybe he will be not sure to buy because now he has doubts. And the other one is that since you are spending too much time just trying to negotiate the deal, he will feel that you already spent like 30 minutes or 40 minutes with, with you. So he will try to bargain to get an extra discount because he understands that you already lost 30 minutes. And if he disappears, those 30 minutes go to the trash. So he has more leverage over you. This is what they call is the casino effect. You already lost 30 minutes. You don't want you, you expect that you're going to win in the next time. So that's how they apply it. Try to have a clear offer. And I can tell you because whenever I start a new endeavor, always I try to ask myself, how can we make this as simple as possible? Um, let's say, for example, the case of Inglés Paracholos. Inglés Paracholos was a difficult sell at the beginning because it was something new. Immersion was something new. So I started to receive a lot of questions. What I did, I registered all the questions and I did video answering one of all the questions, each question on my website. So whenever I have a new person, they're asking me questions, I tell them, go to the website and check. I have all the freaking questions. If your question is not there, let me know. And most of the time, the answer is there of what they are looking for. And also they have answered for other things that they were not sure. So that's what you want to do. Always try to have a clear offer and make it so clear that questions don't appear there. It's better to have like one big solution and once that the customer pay you, now you can customize it. What you don't want to do is you don't want to spend like 30 minutes or 40 minutes trying to address what you're going to do for the customer. First, the money comes to your pocket and then you start giving the time. Give the time to the people that are showing love and showing love is giving you money. Let's go to the second one. Is always try to collect the money up front. But before continuing with that friendly reminder, if you want to text me, you can text me to the más 51 9890 My personal WhatsApp, I reply all the messages. Coming back to the topic. There are two things that you want. Collect money up front and you want recurrent revenue. Let's try to dissect them. If you go to the gym here in Peru, for example, if you go to the gym SmartFit, when you are going to sign up, you pay per month, but they have a fee up front. Why do, you, do they have a fee up front? Because it's a way to make you remember that if you stop paying them, you are going to lose your inscription. That's why they have inscription, not because they just want the money. It's a way to lock you in the service. And also you want recurrent revenue. 
you want to know that your customer is going to keep coming back many times to buy more of your stuff. Why both things are important? Because nowadays, the price of acquire a new customer each time is going higher. So you want to know that the lifetime profit, not just the lifetime revenue, what is the difference between revenue and profit? Revenue is the money that the customer give it to you. Profit is what you keep. So for example, if I'm buying and selling uh, pens, I sell a pen for two soles, but the cost of that pen is one sol 50. My profit is just 50 cents. If the customer buy me 10 uh, pens, I'm making five, uh, I'm getting five soles. So it's important to remember always profit is what you are getting. People get lost with the revenue, with the money that they receive. No, it's what, how much money are you keeping? But trying to round this idea is you always want to collect some money upfront. That's why in English Paracholos, I charge in advance so I can focus in the system, not in trying to hold the customers. And in the vitamins, for me, it's easy because I know that once that people try the vitamin, they keep coming back. So you need to check what is your business model and what makes more sense. In education, I can tell you most of the time you want to charge upfront. And when it's uh, entertainment or when it's like vitamins or things that are just something that they that people do for vanity or for entertainment, you can charge monthly. But always you want to have some upfront money. Let's go to the next thing. And it's whenever you have a, a task that will repeat more than three times, try to find a way to make to automatize it or delegate it. There are many cases where people don't pay attention to a small five minutes activities. But especially if you want to scale your business or your small career as a freelancer, the only way to do it is by getting rid of this repeatable task. Something as simple as recording a video explaining something that always your customer asks to you is going to save you like hours of your week, I can tell you. In English Parachoto, for example, when people come to the program, I know that if I give this homework, they are going to struggle in point A, B, and C. So I already sent them in advance the video of point A, B, and C. So now they save the time and also I save the time trying to fix the problem. You want to fix, you want to prevent the problem, don't fix the problem. And there are a lot of things like that. It's like, for example, taking the products to the courier. Taking the products to the courier takes me, I don't know, I can do it maybe in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But if I can have someone that do it for me, I'm saving 15 minutes per day, six days per week. Now we are talking about two hours or three hours. Let's try to make a little parenthesis here. Many people will tell you that you should just do the things where you are more productive. And that is kind of true. But also you want to have some leisure time and sometimes you want to do random activities. So I still go and do my groceries. Not because I cannot find someone else, but because I want to relax. So I would say it's good to do activities when you want to relax that are not in your core expertise. But when you have things that you have to do every day and they repeat, it's better to delegate or, one, or find a technology that do it for you. The, the next one is about content and ads. I will put those two together and this is going to save you a lot of time. There is something that is called the niche-less uh, um, content era. 
this is a term that I heard by an influencer called Dan Coe. Dan Coe is a, a very cool guy. I suggest that you follow his YouTube channel. But he talked about the niche-less content economy. And what he's trying to say is that if you check, for example, personal trainers, they only upload content about training. If you check about, for example, uh, people that do parties, they do parties for kids. They only upload things about parties for kids. And reality is that if you're going to follow a social media, a, a person or whatever on social media, you want to have some variety because if you just post about one thing, you get tired. Even if you consume that, that uh, content or that product, you get used to that. So you start checking other accounts. You want variety on your social media. That's why I upload memes that are funny. I upload memes that are sexual sometimes. Not because I sell sexual things, but because I'm getting attention. And here and there, I'm showing you something that I'm selling. So you want to show your expertise. You want to show what you are doing, but also you want to entertain people and get a bigger market. Because if you start expanding your market, sometimes people don't want to buy your product now, but they will want to do it later. So you are already pre-selling your, your brand to people that potentially will need you in the future. What is the opposite of going to niche with your content, not talking at all of what you do? So you don't want to, to be in neither of both camps. You don't want to be the guy that just talk about fitness and you don't want the guy that never talk about what he's doing. You want to be in the sweet spot in the middle. And talking about not having a niche when you put content, also we need to learn how to run ads. People make many mistakes when they run ads. One frequent mistake is that they are too direct. Buy me. This is my product. Buy me. People buy with emotions. We understand that. But still people knowing that they still try to make it a too rational offer. Try to make it something more emotional. Let's learn from the people who sell cars. The car sellers, they know how to manipulate emotions. Check now. With all the traffic that we have here in Lima, people are still buying Chinese cars. Why? Because they do it with emotion. They can picture themselves uh, driving next to the beautiful woman when they know that once they got the car, they are not going to get the woman because the woman is already dating people with more expensive cars. But well, that's a topic for other day. What I'm trying to go here is that the better you design your ad, the better you know how to niche your market, the less money you will start that you will spend on ads. And if you combine content with ads, it's going to be even cheaper because people will see your face on the ad and they will say, I think I already, I have seen a meme. I have seen a video of that person online. So now people trust you more and trust is a currency. Let's try to go to the other one. I'm, I'm in, a, in a relaxed state today because today I woke up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. I had a beautiful workout. And I will test going to the gym at 5 a.m. We will see how it goes. The other one that I, I consider here is that uh, don't obsess enough. If you are a freelancer, if you are a small player, you should really obsess. You should really do research. Try to excel. Try to offer more than the customer is waiting for. And let's remember this. Freelancers, we don't compete with other freelancers. We compete with corporations. We compete with huge, huge companies. So the only way to have people that are really loyal to our brand is to do that thing that nobody else is willing to do. 
In my case, for example, if I'm going to do a podcast about this, uh, mistakes from freelancers, I'm not just check about freelancer thing. I will check things about psychology, things about how to spot trends, a lot of things so I can bring you fresh content, things that you are not going to be able to find in other podcasts. And by the way, you can go to anklebalta.com. If you type anklebalta.com, you will find my podcast on, um, on Podbean, where I upload a lot of topics like this, like personal development, fitness, and business. So please obsess. And what is obsess? Obsess is like falling in love with someone. Whenever you have like an empty time of your day, you are thinking about your career. How can I improve the product? How can I make the experience of my customer more desirable? And that is obsession, be customer obsessed. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to include here before, well, I have two things. I will try to cover them fast. One is remember the old times, the bad times and the old times. I can tell you, before I had success selling vitamins, I used to be a speed reading teacher, un profesor de lectura rápida. And I was doing okay, not wow, but okay. I was 18 years old. I was making maybe 1,000 soles, 1,200 soles. Back then in time, I'm talking about the 2005. If you were 18 years old and you were making more than 1,000 soles, you were doing good in life. But um, the problem was that I remember my customers, they never appreciate what I was selling. Not only that, sometimes were the parents, the ones who pay, and the, the children, the ones who take the course. So people will not pay attention to what I was saying. I remember a man, he told me, why should I read? And I told him, because it's going to make your life better. You will be more successful. And he answered back to me, are you successful? And I was like, well, I'm doing something. So all those shit, I mean, sounds small. Also, I remember have to go to a place. Uh, what was the name of this place? Um, was the University of Interbank here in Peru. They had like a little institute uh, within Interbank. And I remember giving the classes and people like not taking me seriously. <laughs> so I remember the bad times. Remember when you struggled to pay the bills. Now you are in a better situation. Now I can handle my schedule. I can work with the people that I want. I can spend time with my mother and my dog. So that motivates me to keep working because I understand that I cannot give those things for granted. Many people, they forget their story. They forget when they used to take public transportation. They forget when they barely could pay the bills. And that's why they relax. You always want to be hungry and hold this little paranoia that sometimes the market is going to change in some moments. So always you need to be adapting. You need to be thinking in the future. Not just think about having customer now. Think about how can I pre-sell my, my service or my product to the future generations. I'm thinking about Gen Z. I'm thinking about the, the guys that are 10 years old because I know in 10 years they will be my next market. So always try to live in the future. Try to act in advance. And this is the last thing just to wrap this podcast. Is don't be a people. Don't become a people pleaser. You know, you are a freelancer. You are the 100% of your corporation. If you go to a party, it's like everybody, like 100 people in a building going to a party. Let's try to remember, if you are, especially if you are starting, you cannot keep the same behavior that you used to have. You cannot keep going to all the parties. I have friends that they are starting their freelancer career, but they keep going to all the parties, all the weddings, 
all the, um, I forgot the word, all the bautizos, all the fucking events, and not, especially when you are starting something, you need to be laser focused. Even now, me, I'm, I have been doing business by myself like more than 14 or 15 years now, and I can tell you, even now, on December, I'm very selective with the reunions. I only have Adviento with my family, Maybe I will have like a fast reunion on Christmas and that's it. New Year's, I don't celebrate New Year's Eve because I hate drunk people. What I'm trying to tell you here is that if we want to enjoy, and I just, I just gave this advice to a friend of mine from South Africa. I told her, if you want to have freedom, you need to have discipline because the price of freedom is you being able to take and organize your own schedule. And just one extra thing is that I see people that they love to travel. Yes, you can travel. But remember, you only can travel if you did the job in advance. If you want to travel for two months, means that you already did job for two months. So that's how can you go comfortable. You cannot go and just try to swap your credit card. You cannot have a relationship with a girlfriend or boyfriend that is going to distract you because you are taking time and energy away from your customers. And just to wrap this episode is remember your ethics. If people are paying you for your time and your focus, your time and your focus should be there. The customer shouldn't be chasing us to get their offer. If we offer something, we need to fulfill our word because that's how we build our brand. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to contact me, you can text me to my personal WhatsApp, más 51 9890 23986.